snippets of timeless classics with ramblings on everything bookish, Ink and Quill connects you with literature, culture and writers in China and around the globe. Discovering literature and following the stories behind your favorite authors. This is Ink and Quill. I'm your host, Yang Yong, right here in Beijing. A couple of weeks ago, the Chinese Academy of Press and Publication released its annual report on the reading habits of Chinese people. The nationwide survey shows that the average Chinese person read 7.86 books in 2016, which is a slight improvement compared to the previous year, but not particularly impressive compared with some other countries. According to figures released by the Paris Book Fair and the Pew Research Center respectively, French people read 15 books a year on average in 2013, while their American counterparts consumed 12 books per year. So, does it mean that China is behind the curve in terms of its reading culture? We will find out on today's Incanquil. First, let's listen to a piece by our reporter Victor Ning, who recently looked into a joint report released by Amazon and China's national news agency Xinhua. The report surveyed more than 14,000 people in around 500 Chinese cities. More than half of those surveyed said they read over 10 books last year, while nearly 90% of the respondents said they read e-books. Bruce Atkin, a general manager at Amazon in China, says the latest figures suggest reading has caught on more and more among the Chinese people. 56% of the people we surveyed said they read more than 10 books last year, an increase of 8 percentage points compared to the year before. 85% said they read both printed books and e-books. 64% said e-books have helped to increase their amount of reading. 82% said they read at least 30 minutes a day. We found that many people have formed good reading habits. 37% said they develop reading plans. As one may expect, millennials and post-millennials, or people who were born in the 1980s and after, have been the main users of e-readers, while readers of previous generations still prefer hard copy books. Age differences are also reflected in the topics of reading. Li Shuangtian, a sales director of Amazon's digital content, explains. People in their 20s or younger like to read fantasy, detective stories, or foreign language books. Books on business administration and child rearing were popular with readers in their 30s, likely due to their career trajectories and family expansions. For people in their 40s or older, with their more diverse life experience, books on history and cultural topics have been widely read. Several books have proven their staying power among Chinese readers in recent years, including memoir The Three of Us by Chinese writer Yang Jiang, novel Grief Grocery Store by famous Japanese writer Keigo Higashino, and Principles of Economics by Nicholas Gregory Mankiw, professor of economics at Harvard University. It seems that popular culture has also played a role in influencing reading choices. In recent months, several highly rated TV programs on Chinese literature and poetry have aired in China. Amazon says that has coincided with an increase in the sales of books related to the same topics. 
Bruce Atkins says a recent hit TV series has also led to a surge in the sales of the book on which it is based. The bestseller list of e-books is influenced by hot social and cultural topics. For example, in the week after the airing of *In the Name of the People*, the sales of his e-books grew 191 times. We are the people's In the name of the people is about China's ongoing campaign to crack down on corruption. It began airing late last month and has become highly praised for its realistic depiction of China's politics and culture, as well as the nation's resolve in the fight against corruption among the political and business elites. And finally, the Amazon and Xinhua survey has found that with the development of social media, more and more people are inclined to share their reading choices and experiences online with other readers. That was Victor Ning taking a look at current reading trends in China. It seems that Chinese book lovers are becoming increasingly passionate about reading. This is especially true of the post-millennial generation. In terms of the average number of books being consumed, juveniles appear to be more enthusiastic towards reading compared to older generations. Yet, according to Dr. Li Mingyi, a researcher from Beijing Normal University, quantity doesn't equal quality. In recent years, Chinese students have participated in the PISA test. Which is a program for international students assessment organized by the OECD. The program measures 15-year-old students' reading, mathematics, and science literacy. Regardless of our positions on the list, the test results of Chinese students always showcase the same pattern: they are deemed excellent in math and sciences, yet do not do so well in reading performance. Traditionally, Chinese people believe that instead of arts, mastering subjects like math, physics, or chemistry will put you on a successful path for your future career. So, what should we do to help the children of today brush up on their reading skills? Let's find out after this short break. Please stay tuned. Explore the life of great wordsmiths. Share their stories beyond the pages. Ink and quill. Brings you the voices of writers and book lovers. Dear listeners, imagine you are stepping to a family-friendly restaurant. Can you tell me what you see? Children? Yes, there are plenty of them. Some are pouting and throwing temper tantrums, but others are pretty well behaved. I bet most of the quiet ones have one thing in common. They are all spellbound by their smartphones or some sort of digital tablet. I watch others playing video games on YouTube. I love playing iPad games. I watch movies. I only watch them for about one hour a day. If television was the drug of choice for previous generations, then digital media is the modern-day obsession of today's youth. I know. I know. Obsession is too strong a word, but there is no denying the plain fact that digital devices have already become necessities for kids. From laptops to smartwatches, every day they spend a large amount of time staring at screens of different shapes and sizes. 
This is Li Mingyi, a researcher specializing early childhood education. During the panel discussion hosted by All China Women's Federation, she explained why children today are easily captivated by electronic devices. This generation of children are digital natives. They have grown up with the internet. The statistics show that in America, from birth to age eight, as children grow older, they will spend more and more time reading online. It's the same case in China, so there is no point asking them to ditch smartphones and tablets, since they have already been so deeply wrapped up within this digital world. But parents have to get a grip on the fact that the prevalence of digital reading could be a double-edged sword. We have to admit that digital reading has its own merits. Some advanced technologies, such as AI, could help kids find in-depth context and expand their vocabulary. But at the same time, we need to see the downside. There is scientific evidence suggesting that the overuse of electronic devices will damage children's eyesight. Some scientists suspect these digital gadgets may increase the risk of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Fang Sujen, a Taiwan-based children's book author, also echoed this sentiment. In most cases, parents allow their kids to play on tablets or smartphones in order to keep them quiet. They complain about how busy they are, so they just leave their children to the screen out of convenience. But they ignore the importance of parent-child interaction. In the eyes of Wang Zhigeng, curator of children's library at the National Library of China, parents are responsible for ensuring a child's success as a reader. First of all, parents have to be book lovers. It's hard for me to imagine that someone who despises reading could set a good example for their kids. Secondly, you need to read books to your kids. Once you use your own voice, expression, body language, and emotion to depict a story, unconsciously you empathize with your children. And last but not least, parents need to communicate with children. Always read the same book with them, no matter how old they are. But how do you choose books that could be enjoyed by both parents and children? After all, as one of the world's fastest-growing children's publishing markets, on average, China publishes more than 600 million children's books per year, which makes selection of the right book a quite formidable task. Fortunately, someone is willing to help. Here is Zhu Xisheng, secretary from the China Children and Teenagers Fund. The China Children and Teenagers Fund works closely with KFC China to release a recommended reading list for little bookworms and a tutorial report on Chinese children's reading habits. Our goal is to create a positive response to the national reading campaign launched by the central government. In 2017, we will donate the books from the reading list to over 1,000 literary centers around China. Centers that are designed for left-behind children. At the press conference, Huang Jingxuan, general manager of KFC China, also elaborated on their collective project. The reading list and report we released today is the brainchild of many specialists and researchers. We focus on four major areas that help children fall in love with reading. 
diversified reading, graded reading, reading for pleasure, and parent-child co-reading. The recommended books are divided into several categories, which cover traditional Chinese culture, children's literature, picture books, and popular science. There are two separate reading lists for different age groups. One is for toddlers aged three and above, while another is for children aged six and above. The reading list covers seventy-eight books from all over the world, from No Bad Temper Thomas, an illustrated book inspired by the widely loved British children's TV series Thomas and Friends, to the Japanese bestseller Toto Chan, The Little Girl at the Window. Children's book author Bai Bing stresses that parents should not be confined to the books that experts list. Teachers and parents must respect their children's own choices, rather than forcing them to read classics. I think the most important thing is to let children pick out books on their own. Once a child forms a reading habit, he or she will be sure to discover some serious literature sooner or later. If parents force their kids to read something they don't like, the boomerang effect might occur, and they can easily reject the whole idea of reading. Like the writer Fang Suzhen once said, "Be prepared and be patient, parents. There is a lot to do when it comes to transforming children into enthusiastic readers." Reading doesn't bring immediate benefit. It's like sowing a seed. You have to wait and let it grow. Nowadays, children are growing up too quickly. Childhood is like a one-way journey with no return ticket. So cherish the time you spend with your children. I suggest that parents should keep reading to their children until the age of twelve, because those interactive moments could be the best time of your life. How to adapt a thriller into a movie? What is your favorite toilet reading? And when to give up on paperback? Want to know the answers? Join our discussion about all the trendiest topics on Ink and Quill. Welcome to Book Chat. I'm Shi Yu. I'm Li Ningjing. Well, Ningjing, first, let me ask you a one million dollar question: How to get people to read? Well, give them a very interesting book, and they'll start reading. That's one way to do that. Last Sunday, which marks the annual World Book and Copyright Day, we had witnessed a great number of reading promotion events and activities across China. So, in Jing, is there any activity caught your attention? I've noticed one activity. It's about a reading marathon. Yeah, I know. When we talk about reading. Reading is not a competition, right? But to make it like a marathon, marathon. <laughs> it's so offbeat with the whole idea of reading. And have you checked out the details of this event? Oh、uh, yeah, and I found quite a lot of interesting points. I just can't hold back my tongue because they ask you to bring the book to the bookstore and then finish it in six hours. That's insane. See, I actually, you know, have no issue over the name marathon. Really, reading marathon sounds interesting. However, I do have some issue over what's been put into that advertisement. I think they put two prerequisites to this event.、Mm-hmm. Uh, one is the time limit: six hours, <laughs> no、yeah. more, no less. And the second one is finish the book in time. Yeah,、finish. those two prerequisites really put me off. I didn't attend the event, but by reading their poster, you know, <laughs> <laughs>、uh, 
I was thinking you're completely really, uninterested. You want people to do that? Is it going to help people form the habit of reading, or are you going to kill the seal? For me, this whole reading marathon thing reminds me of a really weird, large-scale avant-garde performance art, and a limitation: the reading speed doesn't matter. It depends on whether you enjoy the book or not. I mean, they kind of make it、um, like a reading test. Sometimes a competition kills the reading fun because for Chinese students who've been through the Gaokao system,、yeah. we take millions of tests every year. There are reading part like reading comprehension,、mm-hmm. either in the Chinese language test or in the English language tests. They provide us with some sort of material for us to read and finish within、yeah. a certain period of time, and then they ask us to answer those questions. Yeah, everything just sounds so familiar. It kind of remind me of another activity I find online, and I think it's organized by some libraries. They ask young children to go onto the stage and read certain part of a book, and well. And then they are asked to answer some questions that are based on some really itty bitty stuff of that book. This is this is something I hate. I don't know、um, about the organizers of such、uh-huh. campaigns. I think the purpose was good, but I'm really not quite sure about the end result. Why? Because when you advertise an event as a day for reading,、mm-hmm. then it's not. For any sort of show, personally, I'm quite just suspicious of whether either event achieved its original goal. Why do they organize it that way? That's something I don't、it's, quite understand. It's not. It's not all about reading. It's about publicity. But for those public libraries, how can they gain anything by doing that? You know, I've been to some very good and interesting reading events.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think back in.、Uh, In two thousand and nine, and I went to a primary school in, in London, and they organized their little kids. Some、uh-huh. are just four and a half years old. Each was encouraged by their teachers to make a small character, like a craft. It's kind of like I am making myself into a little bunny. Ah, and the bunny says. This and that, and they follow the storyline. They、yeah. finish the story. I think just a, about twenty minutes a show. But then little kids really enjoy the process of、uh, first read the book along with some others,、mm-hmm. and then do some arts and crafts, and then go up the stage and enjoy a show. I think by doing that, their memory about reading will、yeah. be totally different from. Coming home thinking, well, I didn't win that reading marathon.、Yeah. Perhaps I'm not a good reader. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good idea. I mean, you let these kids to interact with others and interact with the content of certain books. And as for adult readers, we have different way of interaction. Now in China, we have tons of reading clubs and reading communities. So basically, the organizers of those clubs they will pick out a book and provide analysis and ask their members or subscribers to pay for the content. Content. During the World Book Day, they had a lot of promotions or discount, but I don't know. I just hate this idea. 
I've noticed the phenomenon that you just mentioned. I think it's more like a business thing instead yeah, of a reading thing, because they are basically selling books or selling audio books or selling memberships to you, right? Yeah, and every book they pick out share some similarities. They either teach you how to start up your own business, how to foster powerful leadership skill,、uh, or something related to psychology one on one in the office. Either chicken soup books or books that can teach you how, how to, to be successful.、Business. Yeah, I mean these books are by no means evil, but I noticed that it is very rare for those clubs to recommend things like arts, fictions, or poetries. Maybe people who subscribed the membership aimed to. You know, to have those content. If those book clubs would share anything like a work of art or a literature work, maybe there won't be as many people come to the event. I'm just thinking on、I、their behalf. I just feel a little bit. It's a little bit weird. Okay, I agree. Those people probably don't like arts, don't like serious literature. But still, you need to make your own reading choice. And those people select the book for you. They analysis the book for you. It feels like you're digesting other spew. It's like <laughs> encourage laziness. I get your point. However, I disagree slightly with you. Yeah, I'm thinking、uh, when some people. Uh, when they finished reading one book, they would like to share with other people、mm-hmm. and see how other people's opinion towards a certain point mentioned in the book.、Yeah. If they can invite some experts、um, in analyzing a book, if they've、yeah. got those things, then readers can still get something out of it. The only thing is, if they just pick one type of books, the success books or、yeah. the chicken soup books. Then I guess it won't be as nourishing as other、yeah. stuff. The only thing is, you know, for those book clubs, whether they can offer you the valuable content,、mm-hmm. the good books, not the books recommended by a certain website, not the books recommended for some commercial purposes. Since you talk about book recommendation, I remember. Uh, during the World Book Day, there were numerous book lists recommended by different editors, different website. Some of them include hundreds of books. I was wondering, do those editors really have time to read all of those books, or they just find something from Wikipedia? That's the reason why <laughs> I I have question, doubt about、though. it. <laughs> That's a good question. You know, on that day, I didn't check online what books that they recommended because I was spending my time reading a book. So <laughs> good for you, good for you. So I didn't <laughs> check the、spirit. website. However, I've noticed that, that、uh, some of those books recommended by certain websites or publishers or sometimes newspapers, they kind of fall in the same. Category, yeah, that's the true. The popular books or the bestsellers, yeah. I do wish they recommend some like different types of books to cater to the needs and interests of a different readership. Those people do that because they show a positive response to the national reading campaign, and I think it's not a bad thing. You know,、oh, not at all. You have to admit that Chinese people have become more and more passionate about reading, but I think this celebration of World Book Day is a little bit too extravagant. It's just a one-off thing, and、right. then that's back、it. to normal. <laughs> yeah, because to browse my website, I need time to stare into the screens of my、uh, my cell phone, my WeChat moments. Yeah, it's like. 
it's getting ridiculous because you know some people they only share book list on that particular day. It's about showing off. It has nothing to do with the love of reading. So. <laughs> Well, maybe I have been critical about that aspect. Well, sometimes、uh, making you proud of yourself is not a bad thing. Of course, there will be people as sophisticated as you、okay. who despise this sort of, you know, activities and behavior and think they are shallow, superficial, showing、yeah. off. But if it can work to encourage more people to read, I'm not against it. That was Shiru and Ningjing discussing various reading campaigns in China and whether or not these promotional ideas are just wishful thinking. On that note, it's time to wrap up today's program. Don't forget that there are always more interesting happenings in the literary world, and that we will keep you posted. To learn more about us, you can follow our Facebook account, China Plus. For previous episodes, you can download our podcast from iTunes by searching the keyword "Ink and Quill." Thank you for tuning in. I'm Yang Yong. See you next time.